Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Oh, hello, lovers. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And we are here for the season Ask Abigail Anything episode. I am excited. I've got some cool questions here. Ah, this will be good. This will be good. You know, I love doing the Ask Abigail Anything every year because one, every year is different. Two, I personally love looking back at them and seeing what season I was in and what questions and answers there were. So that's pretty cool. And uh, we are going to kind of do that right now. So let's dive right in. I have, I think, three or four questions for you. And I'm just going to go in the order that I uh, had written them down. Nothing in particular. In fact, the first question, I created the question out of being asked so many times. Questions like, who takes your photos? Or, oh my gosh, like a lot of compliments on photos and where different photos are from. Or And I had one person reference, um, like I can tell what photos are from what season of your life. You look different and all of that. And so I want to personally just start by giving a shout out to photographers I've worked with over the years, which is Lindsay Williams out of Indiana. Um, she and I got our start together. I love coming back to her every time that I can. Also, Bob Stevens, I love his work. And we had a really cool session that his photos have been used time and time again. Also, Rebecca Root. <laughs> I was thinking of her, Rebecca Root Photography on Instagram. And uh, she has done a ton of our photos. And it's been really, really awesome because she not only does photos for me, but for our team, because we've been hosting the team weekends every January, we call them launch weekend. She's taken those photos and it's been great to have that content as well. So I just want to say thank you to the photographers that have really followed me along. And then I'm just going to throw in there also Daquan with Quantity Media. You guys probably know Quan. Uh, he's taken a good amount of photos for me and also videography. He... <laughs> has like over 200 gigs of film for me. And we have been working together for the last like seven years and it's been great. And so I wanted to give a tip to anybody who is, you know, a content creator. I definitely, so for myself, I prioritize getting at least two photo shoots a year, uh, that for fresh content and also for different varieties of content. Not everything is a happy, smiling face. Not everything is sad and serious. Not everything's super sexy. You know, so the variety is what's so important to me and to be able to share with you as people appreciating my content. And so that is just something that I do. So in case you are someone who's at one complimented me, thank you. And two asked like, what about like questions about the photos or photography? I try to get uh, new photos at least twice a year. If I can get three photo shoots in a year, I'm super satisfied with that. And also uh, Daquan actually submitted one of the questions for this episode. And he asks, how does it feel to be able to document parts of your journey through media, video, podcast, journaling, all of it? Um, how does it feel being to be able to document parts of your journey? Well, 
amazing, first off. Amazing. I want to say two things. Thank you, past self, every freaking day. Thank you, past self, for hitting publish, for scheduling the thing, for getting the photos, for recording, hitting record. Oh my gosh. And then the other thing I want to say is there's about more than a thousand now. I used to joke and say a thousand. Let's say there's there's 5,000 past versions of me operating at all times in the world. So a perfect example is you're listening to this Ask Abigail Anything episode. And whenever it is that you're listening, maybe I'm on a coaching call. Maybe I'm in the forest, in the van. Maybe I'm at the beach. Maybe I'm in the water surfing. Maybe I'm reading or writing a book. And here I am. Here my voice is doing work on my behalf, making an impact on my behalf, sharing transformation on my behalf. There's videos all over YouTube. There's different versions of me. There's documentaries. There's Facebook Lives and Instagram Reels and, you know, all the things. And I, <clears throat> I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am my biggest fan. I actually do scroll my own page and look back and see where I was at different seasons of life. And actually, um, I'd love to bring in journaling for a moment too, because I've journaled for so many years. I ended up creating my own journal, the Hearts Unleashed Guided Journal, which is available on heartsunleashed.com. And I am obsessed with it, but it started out many, many years ago, I think like five, where I was writing down things every day. I bought a calendar and I wrote in the calendar five things that happened in the day or or more, whatever I could fit. And whenever my ego is getting to me or I'm feeling down or like I'm not making a difference or I'm not making progress fast enough, I can quickly flip through any of those journals and realize the highest highs in my life I recorded and the lowest lows, different relationships, different experiences, different places I visited. And I write myself monthly notes and daily, weekly. I have lots of daily journals, but to be able to look back and, oh my goodness, my Facebook posts or my social media posts in general, they are also a journal to like look at what was I launching then? What was I selling? What was I going through? What breakthrough was I having? What phase of womanhood was I in? So I am so grateful. How does it feel? Spectacular. I'm so grateful. I am so, I'm so, I could be so repetitive because I'm just so grateful. And there are days where you might feel too busy or too tired. There's definitely days where I'm too tired or too busy and I don't make the post, but quite often I'm actually relaxed and sourced by journaling, writing, documenting, sharing. I just love it so much. And a lot of people confuse it. If you're doing it to be recognized, it it's not going to be very authentic because if you don't get the validation you want, it, it's then it's pointless and therefore you struggle with it feeling pointless. But if you're doing it for you and you're doing it because you love it, and for me, being a brand is breathing. It's just me being me and I love sharing it and people love watching it and I love connecting with you. <laughs> and so that's how it feels. And I'm really, really grateful. So let's take up the next question. I have a good one for you in a minute, but these are both good ones, actually. I just, one's juicier than the other. <laughs> okay, so how to avoid, this one's by Rachel. Now, this is a funny one. Rachel Burks, I want to say big thank you to you. 
She asked how to avoid disappointment in business. She had asked me that question and I think she asked it at night while I was sleeping. I had it in DM. And then by morning, she was like, I already answered it. Forget it. (laughs) And so I, I thought, okay, forget it. But then also I thought, oh my gosh, how many other people have that question? How to avoid disappointment in business? And the answer is you don't. (laughs) That's what Rachel came up with. And that is truly the answer. You don't. You cannot have success without failure. You cannot have yin without yang. You cannot have light without dark. And so you cannot have noise without silence. And so with business success will come business failure. Uh, disappointment. Just you got to look at what you label as disappointment, right? Because what I might call disappointment is a huge victory for the next person or vice versa. And so I just really wanted to bring that up. And thank you, Rachel, for asking because it's true, it's vulnerable, it's real, it's raw. You know, so many of us don't go forth in our mission and our calling because we are afraid of that disappointment. And One thing that I want to say about disappointment in this moment is that it's such a blessing as well because we learn from it so much that the second or third or fourth time we do something, we feel so strong and good at it. We could hardly even remember the time that we were disappointed around being bad or it not being recognized or not going viral or whatever else or in business, like having a bad month. You guys... I promise you that there are ebbs and flows in your business in the seasons of life. And if you want sustainable success, you're going to have to have the sustainable growth. And sustainable growth isn't rocket ship. It's day after day, week after week. Um, I do want to use the van build as an example just because I'm probably going to use that as an example a lot (laughs) for a while because it's the forefront of my mind. But I wanted to um, build the bed frame. And with the bed frame, I built pieces of it and then I needed to put the solar system in. So I stopped building the bed frame because I will actually finish the bed frame to enclose the solar system, but I need to get the solar. I need to know the wiring and all of that. And I also incorporated this pullout outdoor table slash bench and, um, I was not able to finish the bed frame without putting the bench together, but the bench was an entire project in and of itself. And so um, there's a lot of false starts in the van build. There's a lot of false starts in business. There's a lot of false starts in dating, in parenting, in health and wellness journey, in financial freedom, right? So we can really apply this to anything, but on those false starts, I I started saying about the van build, there's the day you plan to start and the day you actually start, right? So I went in to start building the pullout bench and realized I didn't get the ball bearings. I had the all the wood, so I started to build the the actual bench. But then I sat down in my van mid-working session and ordered the ball bearings. Got them about a week later. Then I was able to have the ball bearings and start that project. Well, I didn't have the right screws. Well, it didn't come with screws, which I anticipated it would and it didn't. So I had to go get the right screws and I had to go, I went and got some braces, some brackets for the floor so that the thing wouldn't fly up if I sit on it. And so all of those things, it was every day that I planned to start, I found out I needed one more thing and then I needed one more thing. And it's easy to get down on myself. If you're going to go start a business and you, you want or write a book, right? You're like, oh, I need the table of contents. Oh my God, I don't even know how to, where to start. How do you write a book? Um, what goes into a book? What's What What even is the acknowledgements or dedication? What should I put into the, the author bio, right? So we need to study these things and understand them 
But there's the day you sit down to write the book and then you get overwhelmed by all the other components of it. Same thing with all of this. And so um, it's okay to feel disappointed. I was disappointed when I opened up the box of brackets and there was no screws in there. And I'm like, damn it. And thinking, oh, I should have known better. Oh, I could have been more prepared. What brackets do I even need? Or what screws do I even need? I don't even know. I don't know this stuff. You know, I could easily spiral. And there are plenty of times where I'm like, I'm just going to quit. Or I just want to like curl up into a fetal position and close my eyes and it'd be done. But the, after I was driving around, I had finally finished the, um, the, the pullout bench. I was driving around with it in the van, knowing it was done. And I thought, wow, that was like a, maybe a four hour project. I would probably say five hours with, cause I also, y'all, I made the pullout bench completely wrong the first time. I failed epically and I had to dismantle it throw some of the wood away and build a new bench. And so same thing, there's the day you plan to start and the day you actually start and that it might take multiple days to do one teeny project. But what I was thinking about as I was driving around with that finished project, I was thinking, wow, I can, I'm closer to finishing the bed frame and I'm closer to finishing the van. It's a big mistake, big mistake that we think it's all going to get done in one weekend or one month, or one work session, or you know, even one year. My business success did not happen in one year. I was doing a lot to grow as a coach, as a healer, but also as a businesswoman. And so sometimes these things we expect to happen in a month take years, but that doesn't mean quit. It just means keep going. It means take care of yourself, refresh, get the support you need, and go back at it again. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Thanks so much, Rachel, for that submission. And then I have our last question submitted by Kurt and I am am so excited. Thanks Kurt for this uh, message or question. Have you ever caught feelings for a client? (laughs) Juicy, right? Um, So there's two things I want to say about this. One, well, maybe a few. One In short, no. How else do I want to say that? I coach more women than men is something I wanted to add to that. And yes, I am bisexual. I'm attracted to men and women. However, when it comes to dating, I am more interested in men. Uh, And I've coached a notable amount of men, but that for this question to come up, I'm just saying it as part of like the ratio. I have less chance of becoming attracted to my clients' males. Um, Also, I have uh, caught feelings for a coach. (laughs) Many of you guys know that. Uh, Caught feelings for my coach and dated him and called us married. And so there's that. And so there is something that I, there's a little bit of a lesson in this too, but just overall, uh, no, I have not caught feelings for a client. I hold my clients dearly. I will say that. But what I will say about that is not that my clients don't get all of me, but I am in a very professional headspace and heart space when I'm coaching. And so there, it's like the healer and, and again, the coach that leads. And so Abigail, like whether it's, it has to do with like physical attraction or, or love or not, uh, part of my craft, part of my profession is that Abigail identity doesn't really exist. 
So it's to fall away and be a mirror, be a reflection and also be a conduit for for spirit. And so it is definitely a variation of me. It's very different than the me that would be on a date. I'm much more flirty. Um, I like to be in my feminine, different things like that. And I am in different ways in my coaching career. And so that is kind of the basis of that answer. I will say it one other way that when I'm supporting someone, I'm with them in their stuff. And then I clear after a call and I sort of like energetically rinse what we discussed. Again, part of my profession is to be completely detached from the outcomes of my clients. And so from love, from complete love, I love my people and I want to see them win and I want what's best for them. And I do not attach myself to that. So I, it's hard, it would be hard for me to really catch feelings in the way that we're talking because of the way that I detach. So that's been my experience in my coaching career. That being said, like I said, definitely fell for a coach. I've experienced um, male clients and male counterparts, uh, maybe colleagues or different things, people that I've worked in, I've been in my professional headspace, um, and then they relate to that part of me or I've helped them with some of the most intimate uh, experiences or parts of themselves or their lives that they have shared, they have feelings for me. And I really struggled with this in the beginning because so in my very first year, I was still going through my coaching program and I was um, doing coaching work. I was, you know, offering sessions. I was offering exercises because I needed the practice and I was also looking to build my business. So a lot of people, males and females, took me up on the opportunity to coach. And again, as a female having an intimate conversation with a male, there was it was happening a lot more frequently in the beginning that a male would accept the opportunity to get some coaching, but then by the end of it or off the call asking me on a date or asking to get to know each other or want to talk on the phone, but not in a coaching conversation. And I was finding myself really frustrated with that because I thought they weren't taking me professionally. And I was feeling offended or frustrated because I wanted to be taken seriously and I wanted to show my coaching skills or use my coaching skills because I loved it so much. And I was talking to my own mentor, my own coach about it. And she said, you absolutely have to get over that. First off, you just have to like face facts. You are a young, attractive female helping people with the most intimate parts of their life and themselves, right? being the most vulnerable with anybody than they've ever been in their life. And then it naturally creates a level of intimacy to where you feel close to that person, right? I even experienced that myself. The difference is that coach accepted my admission of liking him and we dated. I don't do that. Um, in fact, I guess in integrity, looking backwards, I could have flipped the script on myself and said, that's not appropriate. Um, however, I really liked him and that's how that went. And apparently he liked me sort of. <laughs> um, okay. So I digress. So when this conversation comes up, I'm the coach and a client might say they've caught feelings. I address it 
And it doesn't actually mean that we have to end the relationship. I will address it and talk about how natural that is and talk about we're male and female. And um, again, we're talking about very vulnerable topics. You've shared more with me than anybody and, and understandably so that there's an attraction factor there. I will tell that person that they are at choice about this. Like I can continue a coaching conversation if that feels good and aligned for you. However, I'm not returning the emotion. I'm not returning the the attraction, specifically the attraction factor. And so that person might say, thank you, uh, I'm going to carry on because they realize it was about the attraction factor that caused the conversation in the first place. And some people really came for the coaching and the attraction came and we can that can be worked through. Um, I, that has been worked through many times. And I always love to see it because it's a beautiful part. Our hearts are so gentle and our reproductive organs are so active. And what we're activating so often is the creative energy, the excitement, the arousal for for life in general. And so, of course, the person who activates that in you would seem more attractive or sexy or someone that you love, right? Again, I love my clients and my clients love me and, and we love to love each other and celebrate each other and we go through a lot of life together. And so it would be very natural. It is very natural that love develops there. And again, attraction develops there. And so it's not something super crazy. It's funny. I love that the question was asked because I don't know that I've ever really talked about it in this capacity. Um, And it's just something to navigate because love relationship, intimacy is certainly a part of the coaching conversation, right? I work with people to resolve their, you know, familial issues or wounding or trauma. And so when you start to heal that, you start to open up to what else is available in in your life and in your love and relationships. And so it's very dynamic. It's very beautiful. And there's love everywhere and, and not always attraction everywhere, but um, it's a, such a fun conversation. And that was such a fun question. And so I really hope you enjoyed this Ask Abigail Anything episode. I hope it gave you a little bit of insight into my life at this moment in this year, at this time in this season. Ah, we're wide open people. It's so fun to be here with you. I want to thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast. This season is coming to a close. We will probably be wrapping up very early October. Every year that I um, do the podcast, every season that I do the podcast, I am very, very intentional about showing up fully sourced, energized, in love with this work. And uh, last year, the season felt just a little too long to go to the end of November. So we went a little shorter this year, this season. So you'll be staying tuned. We have the, the last couple episodes coming up in the next couple months, but we are here till then. And I just, I love you so much. And please share these episodes. Please subscribe. I would love to invite you to go subscribe over to the YouTube channel. That's where it's hot right now. We got all the vlog stuff coming out. So stay tuned, stay you, and stay unleashed. Thanks for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. I love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.